Greetings and welcome everyone. It's All You Can Geek Gamecast episode 656. I'm your host Jim Gast, joined by Mike Sneedy. What's up? Corey Feinside. Ahoy! And Tony Kokonakis. What's up? Welcome guys, welcome listeners and viewers. We are live, Twitch. Please join us on Tuesday night. Subscribe to our channel, please. We'd love to have you guys subscribe. Get notified when we go live because sometimes we have things that come up where we can't do that night, but we usually make it up the night after or the night after that, or we try to. Uh, so anyways, get sub- you know, subscribed for the latest and greatest. If you miss us live, we're always on YouTube, so always always check out that channel. And if you're watching us on YouTube, thank you. Give us a thumbs up and leave a comment. So, <laughs> all right. This is the Gamecast, folks. Uh, welcome. Uh, what have we been up to, folks? Uh, Mike, what have you been up to? So I turned a little bit of a corner in Street Fighter Six, where Ooh. I actually... <laughs> Decided to to look at well, I I looked at some of the guides for the characters, like a combo guide or um, <clears throat> character guides. So I'm just I'm starting to like get into playing ranked a bit more. Um, I think last time I did the placements and I said I placed in bronze. I did not. I placed in iron, which is below bronze. <laughs> I think it's the second lowest. So you could there's like beginner or novice, then iron, then bronze, you know, silver, gold, and no medal. Then we'll start giving you medals. <laughs> but um, so I did make my way up to the like bronze three now. Um, okay. I I should be able to go higher. I feel like if I'm mm. you know pay attention to things. But um, you know I'm looking into it's. I'm definitely sort of like comparing and contrasting this style now to nether nether realm stuff. Like I would say um, combos are not as essential. They're also harder to pull off. Because mm-hmm. you, there's definitely more diminishing returns for the harder combos as far as you know damage potential in yeah. this game. It's not usually, a combo usually game, in this game, really. you find the combo you're most comfortable pulling off, and then just luring the enemy into that combo. That's usually how I play this right. game. So, um, yes, I mean the the way I won early on is the the uh, on the ground game was like, am I going to sweep you again or am I going to throw you when you get up? Like mm-hmm. that's about the mind games, yeah. <laughs> that was it, uh, which is pretty cheap but that's that's how it goes when you're new at it um so i'm i'm trying to get at least two decent ish combos one where that hits like mid or high and one that hits low that's all i really need to try to get and everything else just learning the other characters sort of so it's interesting i'm getting into it a little more um i'm curious to see what would happen if i face any of you vets <laughs> street fighter vets at this point, um, oh, there's obviously a rusty vet. <laughs> well, well, the other thing is there's a lot of uh, mechanics in this game, like as far as like these drive impacts, the counters. Um, there's a super gauge which is completely unrelated. You uh, can like burst your impact gauge, and then you take chip damage from special moves, and you can't do the other big moves for a while. There's a there's a lot going on with this that. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's. Some of it's normal, but yes, there's some new stuff, it sounds like. So I haven't gotten in that in depth on this game yet. So yeah. Um, okay. That's cool, though. I'm glad you got into it. Yeah. And are I you still on cool. modern controls, or you, do you do... Uh, oh, no, no, no. I'm doing... I, I didn't like the layout of modern controls uh, when I just first tried it. I'm like, I'm not... So I, I didn't really stay, play on that too much at all. Okay. I, I am, you know, I can't... I can't reliably do, like, certain things because of it, because... Mm. I can do the motions where it's like a single motion that makes sense, but the ones where it's like diagonal, then forward, then back, down. I'm like, why is it that? That's not a natural motion. Those I have trouble with still doing reliably. It'll pop out mm-hmm. if I 
in the neighborhood for a bit, but that's not yeah. what you need when you're trying to I'm link using stuff. Using D-pad, I assume. Yeah. yeah. Although, if I want to do the um, the full circle, I sometimes use the uh, analog stick for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. See, that's one of my one criticism, like modern game controllers, and this goes back all the way to like PS2 or something like that. Whereas there, the D pads are just not. Yeah, friendly not for 2D fighting games, especially Street Fighter specifically. No, I mean Street Fighter Four had to buy a specific. D-pad no, no, I had controller. to buy. Yeah, I had to buy the yeah. D pad controller D-pad. only. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, only, I got the, that's right. Yeah, it's funny because I like I can fully like see what I do. like. Sometimes I can't even get like a a Duke in to come out right. Like sometimes it'll be like every time I'll do it and it'll come out and then like something happens. I don't know what. It just doesn't happen for me. Like just a second later, I'm like, what's going on? What am I doing different? You missed the down, you missed the down forward part. That's how it works usually on a D pad. Maybe I don't know. I get excited or something. Um, yeah, but I'm to, the PS5 controller does seem like a decent D pad for it, so I'll try it out. But um, yeah, and, I, and I also it. yeah, I also finished the uh, the world tour. Well, the the story. I didn't really max out everyone's affinity to get their one extra costume. It is a little disappointing the the amount of grinding you have to do to just get a little variation with the visuals of these characters. Um, mm-hmm. but you gotta pay money, unfortunately. Yeah, for other stuff, yeah. So, I'm not <laughs> a big fan of that part. And the world tour honestly wasn't that great. The story's kind of stupid, but, I mean, it, it's a fun diversion, and I put some time into it, and, you know, it's fun to look at a city, I guess, and wander around, but it, um, after a while, it gets very grindy and kind of samey. But, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, that's not, it, it's, it's nice that it's there, but I see why it's not the real focus for the real fans of the game. Um, but yeah, no, I'm into it a little bit more than I thought. We'll see if I um, what my ceiling is. It, How's it could... the um, battle area, like the um, main hub that, area? The hub thing it seems mostly for fun. I mean, okay. I mean, like for like nonsense where you, you can show off your your freak you made, mm. um, and and fight completely like unbalanced like character battles where you. Have all your stats from the world tour um, built in with your characters with a bunch of weird special moves tacked on to someone's base fighting style. Um, and all of your, like, uh, yeah, you could have like three life bars if you level your shit up the right way, and that counts there. So yeah. it's sort of a free for all there. You can also, you know, just walk into someone and play the actual game normally as well. Or you could play. Um, some old school games that go on a rotation. There's like old school Street Fighter, Street Fighter Two. There's um some sort of sort of like one of those you know Tetris like things, the mm, puzzle fighters, yeah. puzzle fighter type things. There's and then there's some single player things too, where you just try to get scores that cycle in and out. So it's interesting if you're way into if you want to get into like you know buying looks and like showing stuff off and doing your emotes and all that stuff. It's there's stuff for you there, but I just go in there a couple times to see what it's like and see what's there, and maybe I'm still not satisfied with my Wolverine-like uh, World Tour character. I need something else to make him look more distinct, but um, you know, whatever. There's stuff there. It's 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 Ooh, pretty. Well, it sounds like there's a lot more to this game than there was to five already. So uh, that's trash. Again, I I don't know much about five other than the five, five was just. Did not really seem to like it. It was a versus game. It was a versus game. You just not much to do other than that. So, Uh, all right, Corey. Well, uh, I did not get to play too many video games 
this uh, past week, but I did go to a board gaming event for nice. a weekend. So I cool. basically played board games all weekend for like 12 hours straight each day. That's usually awesome. how it works with board games. Yes. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> um, so like one of the games um, I, they had there was Scarface 1920. Uh, and <laughs> it was like this, it's this giant game with like big, like, like big board miniatures. And it's basically your gangsters and trying to take territories, but it's got deck building, hand management, area control. And so it's like all those mechanics, I love them. And it comes together in a really well, nice package. And so I, I was very impressed by this game. And I had no, it was not on my radar at all. And I, I'm like looking to get a copy of this game after playing it there. <laughs> oh. uh, there's another game that's got this really unique theme that's not coming out for a while called um, Unconscious Mind. And they had a prototype there. And basically what it is is you're playing as um, therapists and you're trying to cure patients uh, from... So they have like these grief cards, which are basically like Rorschachs that like, like, like go on top of these character cards. And so they have like different values that you have to... Um, heart values that you have to cure. And you do that by getting resources. Uh, and the resources are like birds and uh, passion. I think it's like freedom, passion, and... Uh, like emotions essentially but like they're just they're signified by you know a bird icon and a flame icon and a um, plant icon and you're just building up these resources to then cure these patients and the theme with what you're doing it goes really well and uh they had uh two different artists that are very unique in art style like one is very much a realistic type of artist the other one's much more fantastical and so they use the realistic artist to do all the characters then they use the more fantastical artist for like these dream sequence cards and um, things that to help basically are what you're using to cure these these patients. And so it's a very unique theme. Like I haven't seen something like that in a board game before, and so that was, that was pretty impressive. And the last one I wanted to highlight is called Fractured Sky. Another one that's coming. It's not out yet. It's a game where it's area control, but like you have uh, it's hidden information. So you have these troops that you're putting on the board, but the troops are underneath this um, the airship that you have. And so like your value is zero through 10. And you can put out uh, any values you want up to 10 total. Like 10 has, is the max you can put out. So you have to gauge how much power you want to put into a certain location. Because if you go over 10, then you start losing strength for every point you go over that troop power of 10. And so you're trying to gauge where to win and lose battles. and Basically, um, you're trying to gain these points that are on the board, and they go randomly on the board. And so you you will know one of them, but then the other ones are hidden information that you don't necessarily know. So everybody's going to try to go for the one they know, but then you can try to gain information to find out where the, the other points will land. And so you kind of have to figure out that puzzle as well. And then based off of the other character, other players there and see what they're doing, you can try to bluff a little bit and be like, oh, I'm going to put something here, but it's a zero. I just want you to think I need, I want to go there because I know information that you don't know and a little nice cat and mouse game there. So uh, those, yeah, a lot of fun I love games and board games. So yeah, sort of like Risk territory control, you said? Sounds like it. Yeah, well, it's, got, yeah it's got uh, some basically air majority where you want to try to win a certain location mm -hmm. so you get the points there and there's a resource management aspect too because you can get in these resources and those resources you spend to gain information on where these points will be and to put out um, towers that will help boost your strength and or markets that help boost the resource generation 
Okay. So is it like territories once they are captured, that's it? Or is it like exchanging? No, it's every round. So every round, basically round one, you're going to have one location out of like seven or something like that. That's going to have a point in it. And then there's one location that's hidden. So there's going to be two at the end of the round. And so you're vying for these points. Then round three, there's going to be three places. And then round four, there's four Four places. So he just keeps adding more. But then there's one more way to get points is there's objectives. Hidden objectives where it's like have the most power in this location or something like that. You'll get a point for it if you do that. And that's also hidden information. So you're spending resources to get that information. So some people have that information. Some people won't have that information. And so you're trying to figure out what and who's doing what and why. Okay, that sounds cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Cool. Awesome. All right, uh, I um I played and finished uh, Jedi Survivor. You finished uh, it already? Wow. Yeah, I put it's like twenty hours. I put uh, just under twenty hours in it. I just looked it up before we I talked about it, so it was like nineteen and change. Um, so yeah, uh, great game. Uh, got hooked on the story quite a bit. Um, for me, I was doing. I I noticed myself the way the game story unfolded. I've talked about this in open world games before. This is not really an open world game, but. I play what feels some of it is. Yeah, I know. I play what feels organic in the game for like the story. Like I feel like, okay, here's like this Jedi thing over here. It's on my path and I went through it thinking I had to go through all this. Uh, So there's a lot of extra content I got until towards the end where I just really just went into the story and just ignored. Like every time I got the ship, it's like, where do I want to go? I'm like, to the location of the next part of the story. (laughs) Uh, I'm like, why would I not go? Like, Something, some shit goes down. You're like, why would I not follow this person where the shit just went down? Um, which was funny because um, I stayed up till about midnight last night. Actually, it was more like one o'clock in the morning. Uh, because, well, I thought, I know, this is late for me, guys. Um, I, uh, I really thought that I was almost done with the game um, because I was fighting uh, who I thought was the last person in the game. Uh, and then the game continues on. And it was like another three... Two, two or three hours after that uh, today I played um, to finish it, actually finish it. So there's there's mm-hmm. a lot in the game. A lot more of the game than I expected. Um, so a lot of fun. I love the force powers. I love the blaster saber stance. Like This guy mm-hmm. carries... He, at one point in the game, it's because he's a modern Jedi, Like he picks up a blaster and makes it part of his, his arsenal. And the dynamics of that combat are so cool. Like I just got... That was like my primary stance throughout the whole game was the blaster saber thing. It was such a cool combination to stun people with a blaster and then just hack them away with the lightsaber. Um, Interesting. I um I played most of the game with a cross guard and a dual, not dual, like double. Yeah, the dual wheel was cool until I got the blaster stance. Then I played with well, cross guard's your power. Cross guard, cross guard. Yeah. For those wondering, is like Kylo Ren's saber. That's what that is. Cross guard saber. Okay. It's a power it's, saber. So. Yes, if if lightsabers have weight, which we don't know if they do, but yeah, this so, one does. <laughs> yeah, that one definitely does. But uh, I love the I love just pushing stormtroopers off the bal- off the ledges of things and making them fall to the like. I started yeah. just incorporating all kinds of great force powers. There's the mind control thing in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cool dynamic of the aerial combat, not aerial combat, but aerial aerial traversal. Like as you get <clears throat> later into this game, was awesome. Mm-hmm. Really cool. Like I loved it. Um, looked absolutely phenomenal. This game looked awesome. I will say it crashed on me a couple times, so I was kind of bummed at this point that this game has still crashing on me like this. Like, literally crashed. Um, which was funny, because even in my last encounter, I just went to go get, I just did, it was, like, frozen for a while, loading the, yeah, I was like, it, it did it freeze again? Like, do I have to reload mm. it? Uh, and then it jumped into it, and I was fine, but I was like, um, man, but it was 
kind of buggy for, but I think the first game was buggy too, wasn't it? Like, yeah, the first game was yeah. buggy. So this is, this one, the quick resume for this game never worked for me. It, every time I quick, quick, quick resume, it would just say, oh, the game is closed. I'm like, okay. So I just have to load the game every time. Uh, so make sure when I, I learned that make sure that I'm at a meditation point when I take a break from the game, no matter where I'm at, there's no quick resume in this game. That's why I played it. Mm. So um, I, I will say like, as, as an Elden Lord, the game was a little bit... Um, I was going to ask you, because you became an Elden Lord between the first game and this one now, how yeah, did you I mean, find the bosses? I played it on, on Jedi... Normal? What yeah, was I played it? on Normal. Jedi Knight. I played on Jedi Knight. So that's so the middle medium, one. Me, medium. Medium out of like five options, I think. I found the normal combat very easy. Um, and then I had trouble with, I think, three bosses. Ravis was like ridiculous. Uh, that boss was really tough, and that's on Jedi Knight. And I'm yeah. like, Mike, Mike, you play this harder, right? I played on Jedi Master. Dude, yeah. that how did you beat that guy? That guy killed me. Like, I don't know when I. That took this a lot, honestly the, though the um the last uh, boss of the game. Okay, that was, one was I died worst, a couple times. Was the there. worst one for me. That because I, I, I obviously did a bunch against him as well. Uh, but the I, like, um, I mean I was going in sort of expecting like most boss fights. And some of them I beat the first time, but I expected, you know, this is going to be at least five times for me to so, get this. I will <laughs> say that they they made the game, the 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 roll button, like it's got the parry button kind of thing. Like it's not, it wasn't as uh, good as Elden, yeah, Elden yeah. Ring has. <laughs> uh, so my timing was not great. And that's for that last boss, you need that badly in the last part. So he killed me a couple times at the last part of that fight when he only had like that much health because he gets into this berserk mode where all he does is heavy hits and you have to parry it. Um, you can't block it and you can't even timing block it, which I've timing block. It is easy. Uh, that the dodge, the roll parry is like really tough in this game for me. Um, but Ravis was the hardest one. I died. I don't know how many times there. Like I, I, I when I beat him, I had the Elden Lord. Fuck. Yeah. Yes. You know, that mm. feeling you get, that boss was the only one in this game where I had that feeling where you're like, I just fucking did something impossible. Um, I, feel like, I feel like for me, it was one of those where like, you just get murdered, murdered, murdered. And then for what, whatever random reason, like it's not even close and you win. Like there was, um, sort there of was felt like part, that. There was a part in the game where they, the thing is this game is easy mode version of Elden Ring. So if there was a, there was a part early in the game where I was fighting an ATST Walker and uh, I died and I was like, ah, oh, crap, I died. And then, like, the game forgave me and it spawned me right in front of it again. And I'm like, hmm. my save point was <laughs> way back there. And I'm like, you guys... Huh. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to complain here, but if this was Elden Ring, I'd be starting, like, an hour behind. Um, I think that's because that was, like, hour? a that's... sort of... Oh, yeah, I know. Scripted... I know what that. You know what I mean. It was, like, a scripted <laughs> thing, I think, where, like, it had to load that whole situation, so... Yeah, yeah. Probably could have um, done that. But there was a sequence in, towards the end of the game where I uh, I died, and it was like because there, there's a very long break between meditation points, very long, and I did not keep my stim packs that well through it the first time, and I died, and I'm like, holy crap, uh, that was really tough. So then the next time I went through it, I literally just ran past everybody because the game also lets you it remembers the the doors you've unlocked already. So even if you die, you respawn. But the trap, all the door like puzzles you've solved already are open, so you can mm. just run. You can just run. So I'm saying it's a little more easier mode than Elden Ring. Um, but no, yeah, uh, that, I wasn't. I wasn't but it was like to be harder than Elden no. Ring. But I, but I appreciate that two aspect, like that aspect of this, because you can you can adjust it the way you want to play it. And I I, I give them 
credit i've said this before like I, elden ring is fantastic don't get me wrong but mm -hmm. i love the fact that this game is more accessible to people because it's oh, a no, great it's, game it's, yeah, fine, it's great you know? so and it, 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 it's again like uh this game how fast i played it clearly it's been a week uh game of the year but like tears of the kingdom just in terms of satisfaction wise i'd say it was still better for me uh but this is definitely a finalist in my games of the year uh now i'm going back to hogwarts so i'm gonna finish that up and then on to yeah, diablo 4 you're oh, not wow. going to explore and do some of the optional things in this game? No. Um, yes. I well, I did a lot of. I did feel like I felt like I did a lot of optional things early on. Um, okay. But there were some. How many uh, force tears have you done? Uh, none, actually. Now I think about it. Maybe I didn't. Okay. No, I had those, to have done. I had to have done one. Those have some of the biggest challenges in the game. I when I finished the game, I realized that like I didn't do really any of the side boss battles, but. Um, I don't know. It was fun. This, this game also has, plays a joke on itself. You fight Rick the something later on in the game. Yeah, the door technician. Yep. That was hilarious. So they, they mm -hmm. actually make it like a boss boss fight, and it's, it's just a really <laughs> funny sequence. Like, it's a guy named Rick who's a stormtrooper, and he's attacking you. It's a little funny break from all the craziness that's happening in the game. So, but, Yeah, it was fun. It was a really good game. Loved it. And vaguely, story-wise, what do you think about the ending? Very middle-esque. So we can't wait for the trilogy to conclude. How about that? I'll say that. Right. Very middle-esque for Star Wars. So mm. very good. Maybe that's why I like this one so much. It was a very good ending, sort of. Uh, I have some qualms with it, but it does feel like they're giving us that Star Wars story that I wanted from Luke with Cal. That's what I'm getting with this game. Well, <laughs> I'm a, there's something a little more sinister, I feel like, with Cal. Yeah, that... But we there was a freaking dark the empire right, you guys can talk about it privately on your own no i'm talking about the luke skywalker dark empire the, the comic uh there was like he was a dark side forever uh you know in that whole the whole thing that doesn't exist anymore jim yeah, i know yeah, i don't know awesome, anything about that there were some awesome <laughs> things with luke skywalker that uh i'd love this don't game exist too. i'd love to have this game go into that stuff like at some point it'd be really cool but because mm. cal actually just seems to pick up that character essentially so all right that's it i'm not there was no spoilers for me there anybody wondering so don't worry about it. the game is unspoiled for you i promise it's it's a lot of fun to experience tony what have you been playing let's see a couple games um pikmin 4 demo um <laughs> games come out this friday so i tried it last week right uh, and that's yeah. fun uh it's actually a pretty meaty demo it's a Really? Yeah, two hours long, I'd say. Are you going to pick up the game? Oh, absolutely. 100%. Oh. Pikmin is uh, one of those rare games that uh, I can't think of another game that plays like it. Like, it's mm -hmm. very niche in terms of, like, gameplay loop, story, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and it's just satisfaction. Uh, it's very satisfying because it's, you know, part RPS, part, like, time management, um, part, like, exploration and stuff like that. And... Uh, it's a bit more whimsical and humorous than, you know, a lot of yeah. uh, games I've been playing this year and stuff like that. So it's really yeah. good. Um, really changes up a lot of the gameplay because you have a, a, um, a dog, uh, like, side character and stuff like that. So, like, and it kind of helps you with traversal because, like, you can ride him around and mm. <laughs> it makes your running around faster. But also you can command the dog to attack, like, enemies or do tasks and whatnot. Um, so it really makes a lot of the... Uh, you know, it's a lot of quality of life issues, I would say, because, like, mm. um, you know, the first two games were on GameCube and the third one was on uh, Wii U. So it's been a while since we've seen, uh, you know, a solid Pikmin game. So 
Uh, really good, really oh. fun, and the progress carries over to the main game. So that's always to that. a bonus. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And um, there's a co-op mode, so you know, I might try that with uh, somebody soon, stuff like that. So we'll see about that. And then Game Pass had a glitch the other day, or Microsoft Rewards had a glitch the other day that I managed to sneak in, where like reward you. Um, uh, cashed in one month, but they gave you three months for some reason. Nice. And I was about to share it with you guys, and they killed it. And I was like, oh, well, I got in. So, so. <laughs> well, always uh, take care of yourself first. That's how it works. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, it's always take care of it and then yeah. go back. And, then, but, and uh, then share it. Yeah. Right. So I signed up for three months for whatever points and stuff like that. So I was like, and I got my Xbox back. I forget if I mentioned, but I, got, I did oh, get yeah, my no. Xbox back. Okay, good. Nice. No explanation of what, what happened. Oh, I assume it was the SSD because I had to download everything over again. Hmm. Um, so I'm assuming the SSD died and was just a piece of shit. Uh, so anyway, um, pl- still playing through Minecraft Dungeons. I think okay. that's the one. Yeah, that, that's um, the um, Diablo. Diablo like, yeah. I was playing yeah. that with uh, Eric and Zach, and that's pretty solid stone stuff like that. So that's mm-hmm. good. Um, but there are two newer additions to Game Pass. I just tried out. One is an indie game called um, I think You Can't Park or You Suck at Parking. <laughs> one of the two. But if you guys remember from like the '90s. There were like these uh, micro machine or like the RV cars where it was like a top RC? down view. RC, RC yeah, sorry, yeah, RC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where like it was top down and the mm-hmm. controls were kind of weird. You RC know, like program on the NES. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So imagine a game like that where the object is you just have to drive this car and you have to park it in X amount of spots every level. And the only th- the only two buttons there are besides the joystick for moving is uh, accelerate and brake. That is it. There's nothing else. Yeah. You can't even uh, reverse. The game flat mm-hmm. tells you right in the first stage, you can't reverse. So if you miss something, you got to like hope you can turn around and stuff like that. So every stage, it just starts out real simple. It's like, hey, get to the end of this level and park your car there and stuff like that. But, you know, typical, you know, video and fashion, they're like, hey, well, now we're going to add like hazards and now we're going to add like crazy mm-hmm. ass like jumps and loops and like Sonic the Hedgehog, like go upside down kind of thing and whatnot. And, um, it's just really fun. It's really, really fun. It's kind of frustrating because it's like, ah, like I was so close or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what Game Pass is great for, is to find these little yeah, yeah. games that you don't necessarily think you'd try. Unless yeah, I've heard about it, but I, but I was like, oh, yeah. It was like one of those things that like I was like, oh, yeah, I, I meant like, you know, I saw it on Steam or something like that because mm-hmm. it came out last year, I think, something like that. So that's been fun. Uh, and there's another indie game called uh, Arcade Paradise, which is like a half laundry uh, simulator, half mm-hmm. arcade simulator. So like okay. the game starts out, you're, you, you're like a 19-year-old kid and your dad has left you in charge of his old laundromat property, right? So the game begins, spoiler, you know, you walk in and it's run down. It's, there's trash everywhere. So like the tutorial is like, here's how you pick up trash and you know here's how you do laundry and you know once the laundry's done you put it in the dryer and you start the button and you got to wait for it stuff like that and then after you do all that you go into the side room and there's a couple arcade units and when you empty it out you find there's a lot of money in these arcade units because it takes place in like the 90s it's like very Mm -hmm. 90s inspired uh and then you go to the manager's office and you boot up the computer and you reply in what looks exactly like aol instant messenger to you, like your your older sister or something like that, who also ran the laundromat for a while and stuff like that. And it's like, I think I could turn this into an arcade and you know, make way more money off the arcade units than the laundry machine and stuff like that. But the ruse is like you like you try to talk to your dad about it and your dad like shuts that down. So it's like, 
you know, you got to balance the laundromat front while you're building the arcade in the back. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. the thing is, like, with money, you could buy new arcade units and put them, you know, in that arcade room and stuff like that. And every single arcade unit you can buy, you can actually play the game. And oh, a lot cool. of them, it's like a weird hybrid indie. Like, so, like, one of them is Pac-Man, but GTA. So, like, you play as, like, a, a criminal in, like, a Lamborghini, and you're going around mm-hmm. the city, top-down, old-school GTA style. Mm-hmm. Pac-Man, but instead of pellets, it's wads of cash, while the ghosts, aka mm. cops, are chasing you, and stuff like that. So, like, that's one of them. There's another one that's, like, straight up, like, Dig Dug or Mr. Drill, mm-hmm. you know, that one. Um, and, uh, God, there's another one. forget what it was, but, uh, like, yeah, air hockey and stuff like that. So, it's just a balance. And the cool thing is about the arcade units is when you get that in, you can modify, like, the difficulty and cost of it. So, like, to increase, like, people, like, frustrating like putting more mm-hmm. coins in and stuff like that make it like a a, a coin a coin machine like a, yeah exactly a, so it's so it's a, it's a stimulation of like a laundromat yeah. and an arcade but you can yeah. also play the games in the arcade and stuff like that it's goofy it's silly but it's it's kind of funny we were just playing it uh when the guys were over we we're just like taking turns with uh days and stuff like that like hey here you go here's your day and stuff like that so yeah right. sounds cool let's get into some news guys um we've got Leading it off, next iterations of Nintendo Switch and Steam Deck could come re- with replaceable batteries, thanks to EU. EU. The EU Ooh, has helped us greatly because I feel like we're going to get the USB-C iPhone because of them. Thank oh, you. We are definitely getting it. We are getting it. Um, I mean, I know, they're going to gimp it, but they're definitely I know. getting it. I'm, I've been waiting for it for a while for this phone to replace it, and I can't wait. So this is cool. So we're going to get replaceable batteries, hopefully, with these units, which will be very nice for us in case the battery goes bad. Um, to swap them in and out, make it a lot easier um, by 2027, apparently. So that's interesting. Yeah. That's. I mean, I wonder how that you know is going to play into design and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, we'll see. Um, if you can maybe get a bigger battery pack, what do you think? Or no, I'm just saying. Like, I, I don't necessarily know if it's a good thing either. It's it's good for consumers to be able to continue using their things and replace batteries, but at the same time, it's going to impact. How you design stuff right. as well. Yeah. It's so, a double-edged sword, but 2027, mm-hmm. I mean I imagine we'll have another iteration of both those systems by mm-hmm. that point. Well, I, I mean I do I do like the idea of just not having to like you just you know charge things and and then not have to worry about it, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah. All right, uh let's see new Sonic reboots on the way. So Sonic um what was Sonic it like? Frontiers did great. Frontiers did fa- fantastic for Sega. Uh, looks like we're going to be maybe getting some new games from Sonic because of this, hopefully, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, President of Se- uh, Sega said so. Hopefully. That means... Uh, d- does it mean, like... I mean, what are we... What, what, the new Sonic game that's coming... Mike, I know you're guarded from it, expectation-wise, but it looks pretty good, right? I mean, do, are we getting this, like, right away with this? Mike? Mike? You're on mute. You're on mute. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I yeah. guess sort of, uh, because that's, uh, you know, that, that game itself is sort of like, I don't know, it's somewhere in between what you would consider a new thing or just like a remake of something else. Um, I, got, I mean, it's kind of similar to what they're saying here, though. Like, it's going to be yeah. on that line. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, basically we're going to get stuff like that, which, you know, if it's, again, I need to see if this works. Um, yeah. If this again, I want this to be more more mania than uh, Sonic Four, if you guys remember that, because that mm-hmm. did not play well. It was episodic and 
you know, the music was terrible. Um, and unfortunately, the, the vibes it gave me reminded me of that because they made the poor judgment of uh, having, like, default Sonic 4 music in one of the reveals for <laughs> this game. Like, one of the levels, they had just, like, Sonic 4 music in there. I'm like, ugh, this music sucks. And I'm like, it's, it reminded me of Sonic 4. And then I read it, it's like, oh, they're just, it's a placeholder. It is Sonic 4 music. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, so it really was... makes it suck because you you heard the music and you like immediately flash back to that. Okay. Yeah. So um, we'll see. I I hope it's good. If it's good, then yeah, I'll take more sort of hybrid, like weird little offshoot remakes, not remake things from them here. Um, yeah. I just wish I just wish they stayed with you know uh, Headcanon and Christian Whitehead instead of kicking them to the curb and using some of their work. Um, hmm. So we'll see. Those are the maniac guys. If you don't know. Um, yeah. So that still ma- it still makes me skeptical. I don't particularly like Sonic Frontiers was good, but it wasn't great. And it, when you look at it, it's like, oh, if they just did a little more, this could have been like great. It leads a bit to be desired, and you, I still have questions about their judgment. But um, it's a step in the right direction, I guess, financially for them. So yeah, we'll yeah, see. definitely. Well, I mean, the thing is, you know, I, I've criticized Sega for the past, I don't know, what, since Sonic Mania came out? I mean, yeah, whatever. Uh, they just gave Sonic to the to the back seat, which is crazy to think about. Like, that mm-hmm. house that was pretty much built on the back of Sonic the Hedgehog. They're just like, yeah, fuck it. We're not going to release many Sonic games. Sonic Mania is all you get, or these half-ass, you know, whatever. We're not even bothered doing it ourselves. We're just going to give it to the yeah, fans. We're just, yeah, we're just, yeah, we're just going to let the fans do it and stuff like that. Meanwhile, they're pumping out, you know, Yakuza titles, and that's great and all, or like, you know, fucking um, soccer, football, so- yeah, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, and Total War and shit like that. And it's like, okay, so you're just letting one of your franchise characters like just die, like just languish in in you know the popularity of the general public. Sonic Forces came out; it just sucked. <laughs> oh right, well, that's what I'm saying. Like you had just ha- you have a string of bad releases, and people just lose faith. Right, where like 3D yeah. Sonic games have been terrible for how long? Like, yeah, it depends. There's, there's, there's at least a decade, a decade and a half. I don't know. People, Since people, Sonic Adventure, uh, yeah. In my opinion, Sonic Adventure. Some people liked um, the one with the Werehog. That that's there's a little revisionist history going on with that sure. lately. Uh, but Colors was okay. Generations was okay. Those are both okay, but they also leaned heavily on you know nostalgia. Um, right. But, yeah, no, I mean, there hasn't been... Like I said, my prediction was Frontiers would be, like, the best-received 3D Sonic game since Adventure Games, and I think it pretty much is, so it's good. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, it's just good that they're actually giving Sonic attention now that fucking they're not just making Yakuza games, which nothing is wrong with Yakuza, but, like, they literally just... Because fucking what's-his-name was at the front forefront of the, you know, production of any game that Sega was making, so... Yeah, uh, you know, and then I think it also helped that <laughs> the Sonic movie came out was successful for him. Uh, you know, they're doing at least a trilogy. You know, plus the new Sonic shows and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. people, you know, like Sonic. You should probably make more Sonic games, man. Like, you know, that's it. That's Absolutely. how you make money. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll make good Sonic games anyway. Good, make good. All right, make good Sonic games, and mm-hmm. you know, I think Frontiers especially showed them like, oh shit. We put money into a game and make it good. People will buy it. That's fucking crazy, man. That's weird. 
Yeah, no, that's how this was, business worked. Was their strategy? It's like let's try to make a good one this time. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. We talked about that last <laughs> year. It's like our goal is to get a high, like a high critic score and stuff like that. It's like, <laughs> is that not your goal every single time? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Fun. I guess good news. Fun news. Uh, FBI used the, the Nintendo Switch to find a missing child two thousand miles away, uh, based on her Nintendo Switch connecting to Wi-Fi. Interesting. Mm. Story came out t- today, right? That came out. Yeah, something like that. I mean, it's kind it's of bad story. in the sense that I think this person was this girl's getting potentially trafficked, but uh, one of her friends oh, saw sorry. her, yeah, you know, Nintendo account hop online, so she informed the family. The family contacted Nintendo or the authorities. Authorities contacted used Nintendo. Nintendo provided the you know IP address location. Mm-hmm. Like that. I mean, it's cool that they, they did that and they found yeah, it. Yeah, it was cool. That was, yeah, that was yeah. the best thing about it. So. Yeah, it was definitely the best thing about it. it was yeah, like, oh, yeah, shit. obviously. So I didn't know it was a trafficking situation. Holy shit! Uh, yeah, but, yeah, that's not good. I'm glad they. This is a good story. Then, like, excellent that they had this ending for that. I mean, two thousand miles away. I mean, what was the what was the other possibility yeah. there? Well, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. So <laughs> I, didn't, I have no idea. Nothing about good. Yeah, nothing good. Nothing good came of that. Did they? I, maybe it's maybe it's a Home Alone situation where they just yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, all right, let's go to Microsoft. I think it's Microsoft now. Yes, Microsoft uh, closed their uh, deal with Activision Blizzard over the weekend. Uh, so that's done. They have now. They are now owners of Activision. Um, mm, I don't think that's true. It's not done yet. I thought it was finished. Well, the FTC failed, right? Oh, the UK. The UK has UK, to get the CMA. They they need to work I, their details out, right? Right, but the, I believe the CMA is making concessions to, with a couple things. So it's not it's, done yet. It's not done, but it is almost guaranteed it is, at this point. It's done enough to where Sony has now signed a contract with Microsoft to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation following the Activision Blizzard, uh, the acquisition of it. Uh, so that's for at least for 10 years, they say. Um, so that's mm-hmm. that's a signed deal now from Sony. Um, yeah, I mean... FTC really fucked their arguments. That's the best way to say this, guys. I mean, I don't, I don't know any other way to say the situation uh, where I, I don't think $69 billion was spent properly. Um, this is, I, I, I will say, I think I'm the most pro-Microsoft person on this podcast. Am I, am I wrong in saying this? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't I, hate them. I, I just, but do, does anybody argue this is not a giant, like, throw of money where they could have just built studios to, to oh absolutely 100 nobody's arguing that that's the problem is that they've proven they can't do that so right uh, from from a purely but from let me purely, ask you this they can't they've proven it so but they've also proven if they buy a studio they don't use them properly as it is like mm-hmm. so is this going to happen to activision one of the largest oh yeah third party studios well, out there? Know, but from a from is a purely from purely consumer standpoint i would say now you know there's no excuse at this no, point, look, <laughs> I mean, now, now. the 20th I, company they bought in the last decade, now they have no excuse. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I, but I will say, I will say that Sony's not innocent in this situation either, those fanboys out there. I mean, Sony has done everything they can to keep all of these exclusives off of Microsoft, off the Xbox console yeah, as well. I mean, that's, that's how it works. So, exclusives, it's fine. It, that's, it how, that's how the business has always worked. And oh, it's I get just, it. Microsoft failed to play the game. That, they just bought hmm. the game is what they did. Well, that's the thing. It's like okay, so like I mean, you get let's fucking go into the whole video game history, right? So Atari crashed the industry. Nintendo comes out with the NES. NES saves the industry. You know, Sega comes out with the Master System. It's you know okay success. 
Genesis comes out and is a huge hit in the U.S., makes a dent, and now it's Nintendo and Sega. And then all of a sudden, uh, Nintendo partners with Sony, right, to create the CD-based PlayStation, which was supposed to be an add-on, I think, in, in the initial thing. And something yep. like that. Sony yep. makes a fucking terrible, or I mean, good for them, but terrible for Nintendo, contract that says they would basically get almost all the profits for any game sold off the PlayStation, regardless if they publish or not. So Nintendo backs out uh, last minute um, and starts to, to develop the 64, Nintendo 64. PlayStation, after having invested money in the PlayStation, goes, okay, well, you know what? Might as well just fucking release the video game system. And then they go to all the developers in Japan and basically go, hey, like, you should sign with with PlayStation and Sony and fuck mm-hmm. Nintendo. And you look at Square Enix, you look at Squaresoft, you look at Enix, mm-hmm. two biggest people, you know, they got Final Fantasy VII, that was huge. You know, you get Dragon Quest, which is huge in Japan, something like that. The rest is history, right? Uh, and then Xbox enters during the PS2 era. PS2 is already <laughs> number one by the time Xbox or GameCube even released, where they're just fighting over second place, right? But Microsoft was successful in the 360 generation. They they Be won, most successful. They, yeah, they most successful. They beat they beat the fucking PlayStation Three. And mm-hmm. part of it is because the PlayStation Three just sucked. Yeah, well, it was awful. But the, it was the mismanaged. Is, yeah, Microsoft successfully did what they were supposed to do. They play the exclusives game. Like how many exclusive games did they have on Call of Duty? Year? Call of Duty used to Call be Call of Duty. Exclusive they had the exclusive. Yeah. Yeah, Xbox Live price went from fifty to sixty dollars because they did that Call of Duty exclusivity deal. Yeah, I don't know if you guys remember that. We talked about oh, it on this very podcast. I know. I said everybody, regardless if you play Call of Duty or not, you're gonna have to pay ten more dollars per year for Xbox Live because fucking Microsoft just made a you know billion dollar deal with the uh, Activision for Call of Duty exclusivity and stuff like that. So they played the game. They played the game, but all of a sudden, now after a generation and a half past that, they're like. Well, we can't do that anymore. I never understood why they couldn't outbid Sony for this, like this stuff. Like, is that Sony's relationship that Sony builds? Well, I don't know. Like, That's what yeah. I'm saying. They, said they, they even said they could in, during this. Like, oh, we could, you know, spend Sony out of business if we wanted to. So. No, but I meant like in terms of like the exclusivity for like, like they were worried that Sony was going to make Starfield exclusive. That was the rumor they had heard. They had they were worried. Obviously, the Call of Duty um, contract they had with. Activision and Sony. They were worried about what was the other game they were going to be exclusivity they were talking about. So they bought, you know what I mean? So it's like there was a the bunch of stuff out there. This is silly because, like you said, they have the I'm money just... to like just pay them to not have it be exclusive. Like they didn't exactly. need to buy the companies, they just needed to pay them the money. Well, let's look at like Final Fantasy this year. I mean, Final Fantasy 16. Like, why is that exclusive? This because Sony paid for it? Well, then why didn't Microsoft pay for that? Like, just pay for it. If, they, if Sony paid for it, why can't you pay for it? That's why exactly you, my point. Like, why do you have to? I know. No, I'm, I'm saying. I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, I know. Is so that that's that is what is so crazy to me that like, don't get me wrong. Like, FTC fucked this up too. But like, that's what I'm saying. That's how I, I would it. love yeah. to have been in the court and been like, like, are you seriously as a trillion trillion dollar company? Yeah. Are you that you cannot compete with Sony when you are worth ten times their fucking value? You can't compete with them. Are you yeah. fucking serious right now? Like, don't don't shit your like. Don't shit in front of the court. You fucking just, you know, uh, swore, you know, that you will tell the truth and stuff like that. And you're saying that you cannot compete without flat out buying these companies, right? Because that's what it comes down to. They don't want to do exclusive deals for a single game because that's a waste of fucking money to them. They want to buy a company because now that's an asset. Yeah, I know why. The thing is they didn't have to prove that they couldn't compete without buying them. 
they had to prove that it was still uh the playing field would still be competitive after they bought them. And yes, so, yeah. you know, so they had to prove that because Sony has all these IP, all this IP that they've made exclusives, you know, in this last generation or two that Xbox just doesn't have, they figure, you know, they can buy this giant thing. Was this like 40 chess for Microsoft where they just didn't make any good games for like the last right, decade? Right, that's because, what I'm saying. Like, this is yeah. a terrible precedent because like now it's like, okay, what's, what's, to, what's to stop Microsoft being like, okay, let's get into, you know, this other industry, whatever, just fucking make something up. Sure. Uh, and be like, Cars. we're going we're gonna to tank yeah. this for five, five or ten years. We're going to be dead last place. We're going to be like, shit, we can't compete. We're losing money. We can't do it. And then all of a sudden they're going to be like, oh, we're going to buy this and this and this and this and this. And now the president is like, oh, well, we're last place technically by the books. We're last place. So we should be allowed to buy these companies. Like, honestly, no, like, fuck off. With all the stumbles that happen with Microsoft, we've complained about them on these on these podcasts forever. Is that what they did? Like, that just seems like this was on their horizon forever then. Like, that seems like a long game, but... No, just, no, 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 no. Because, like, the whole thing is so. Activision, Activision only... <laughs> and this is why it's true. Me right, because right. the only reason this deal even happened was because the, of the Activision Blizzard controversies from the other yeah, year. Yeah, that's, true, that's right? true. Where it tanked the price of the fucking company. Bobby mm-hmm. Kotick was sweating bullets because everybody's fucking coming after him. And Microsoft's, Phil, you know, Phil Spencer saw an opportunity and said, shit, we can buy this company. We yeah. can buy this company for a fucking deal now. And it's not, Bobby Kotick a, was a deal. $69 yeah, million absolutely. Dollars deal. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's a lot yeah. of money. And then, you know, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. If we're looking at specific numbers, yeah, absolutely. Like, it's very unlikely that they get their actual money back. But the thing is, it's again, it's an asset. You own all the IP. You you know, you make your headway into the mobile gaming now as well, right? And now you you have at least what twenty to thirty historical IPs that you can just fucking pull from now, right? I mean, not not even let's just let's just ignore Call of Duty because again. You know, fads come and go. It's Another happen. first-person yeah. shooter can happen, yeah. or whatever. But like every franchise, Activision Blizzard King owns every single one of them now. Every yeah. single one. StarCraft, just by the competitiveness of that game, so sure. they could Diablo, Diablo, yeah. Warcraft, World of Warcraft, Warcraft. I forgot. Yeah, World of Warcraft. Yeah. Right? Overwatch. <laughs> Overwatch. Yeah. Fucking uh, Candy Crush. Yeah, uh, Candy Crush. Oh, that's right. Uh, I forgot the Crash Band. Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. Right? Crash Bandicoot. Spyro. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those are weird because those just feel historically. I mean, they are very Sony Sony spokesman Crash Bandicoot for years. Yeah. It's just a weird IP related um stuff that right. Yeah, and and that's, that's what kills me too, is because all these people are like, oh yeah, well now 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 good guy Phil Spencer and Microsoft, they can resurrect these franchises. I'm I like, saw that bitch, like, they own all the fucking rare IP. Where are those? Where yeah. are those motherfuckers? They've had, they've had a. They remind me so much of what EA has done over its lifetime. EA has destroyed so many good companies yeah. of great IPs, and now mm-hmm. Microsoft is doing the same thing, just in a grander scale. That's right? what I said. Yeah, exactly. And this is again, it's a terrible present because now, okay, let's just flash fast forward in five years. Right, we're on PS six versus yeah. Xbox Series X three hundred and sixty or some bullshit name that they'll come up with. Something more confusing. It's going to be like, well, shit, now let's buy electronic arts, guys. And technically, we're still in last. Sony's just beating our dicks in. We are allowed to buy electronic arts. We deserve it. 
Are you yeah, fucking I mean, serious? But that, like, that's could. what this case just led to. It is. It aggravates me because the FTC fucked it up so bad. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that, but they uh, they um, argue for fucking Sony instead of the consumer instead of the fucking industry. That's the whole point of the FTC is for the consumer. Like that's yeah, exactly. the entire reason they exist. Yep. Yep. I agree. So all right. Um, I think that was it for the news, wasn't it? I mean, Larry, mm-hmm. Larry Herb, uh, Larry Herb, uh, Major Nelson retired. Yeah, I mean, not anymore. To be honest, on a positive, positive note, guys, Major Nelson been around for in the gaming world forever. Gave away games on Twitter like crazy yeah, every Friday. Good for him. Uh, great, good guy. Uh, basically retiring. Um, He's an Xbox spokesperson, I think. Right? He, he was. He was. I think he was the marketing or whatever. He was a marketing director mm-hmm. for a while, I guess, but. Uh, you know, he, he had his own podcast for a while. He, he's going to cover, he said he's going to do another podcast covering a lot of other games, like other I'm sure. brands. Mm-hmm. So he'll be, he'll be doing switch, uh, Sony stuff and, uh, and Microsoft again. So good yeah. for him. Congratulations. Some weird arguments when the, uh, the Xbox one, uh, Oh, he did. Things. I was like, yeah, okay, no, he man. was <laughs> okay. Man. Blind, blinders, blinders. Definitely. No, no, I got it. You got to drink the 20 Kool-Aid, years, right? 20 years doing this. Uh, good for him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good for him. So, uh yeah that, that's that's a good way to end it so that's about it on the news guys tonight welcome uh thank you for joining us again well you know we're on youtube the uh, tomorrow uh which would be wednesdays tuesday nights we're on twitch so please join us live at eight o'clock we can uh we'll do the stream you can chat with us online here uh if you do watch us on the recorded uh the youtube stuff so please you know leave a comment like subscribe to both channels to get the latest and greatest information from us that's gonna wrap up this episode folks so thanks for tuning in we'll see you guys next week we're out